G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. With Anzac Day not far away, some focus on our Anzacs and some of the battles of the Great War. Uh, Let's get a focus today on the Battle of Fromel. It was one of the first major battles fought by Australian troops on the Western Front. Thousands upon thousands perished on the battlefield and many of those who survived carried wounds with them for the remainder of their days. Well, there's a real connection to one of our nation's heroes of Christian faith who was a survivor from that battle at Fromel, but he didn't come home unscathed. Graham MacDonald, the founder of Did You Know website, with the stories of Australia's Christian heritage, back with us today with the story of John Ridley. Hello, Graham. Welcome back to 2020. Oh, hi, Neil. Thank you for the opportunity to share. Well, Graham, in the lead up to Anzac Day, a good time to be talking about some of those heroes. Uh, one of those, John Ridley. How should we be remembering uh, the Battle of Fromel and its heroes? Paint us a picture of what was going on. Uh, on the battlefield in the way that it's described by some historians? Well, it, it's, it really must have been a really terrifying experience for all these young men in the... Uh, the this was the new Australian 5th Division, but a lot of young men. Um, John Ridley was one of those. He was um, just 18. And, um, in, in fact, that particular battle, as you mentioned, that there were thousands that perished. In fact, it is considered to be possibly the largest loss of life in any 24 hours of the whole war. And uh, there was something like 500, five, sorry, 5,533 casualties that happened that were affected, died or were wounded or were captured in that period of between the 18th and 19th of July. And so this description of John Ridley on the battlefields, uh, the idea of someone uh, passing over rough ground covered with bodies of the dead, wounded strewn with barbed wire and and pocked by shell fire, uh, that's the sort of image you have, isn't it, for uh, these many thousands of young Australian soldiers. And John Ridley uh, was one of those. Yeah, I mean, when when you read the accounts, it's sort of hard in hard to imagine just how how terrible it was with dead bodies and um you read some of them and there's parts of bodies here and people that are partly blown away and all these things and and this was the introduction of our a lot of our young men to to this battle and uh, and john ridley um was was a sergeant at the time and um that they were just um moving forward but they obviously had to stay below a certain level, otherwise the snipers would get them. Well, John actually lifted his head a little bit high and he got shot, got shot in the face. Um, The bullet went through his cheek, down through um, out the other side, and um, he just fell down and and started um, struggling and and, uh, he, he would have 
possibly well he would have he would have drowned in his own blood and mucus and um, so some of the, the, the his men grabbed hold of him and were able to put some sort of a, um, a tourniquet on him to stop him from bleeding and and um, that was his um, introduction to Fromel's. And of course, going through that sort of ordeal, uh, a tragic moment, uh, being on the battlefield, being struck with a bullet and it going through your face. But he did survive, but he was to carry those wounds with him for the rest of his life, Graham. Yeah, I I think it's really interesting when you look at photos, there's not a lot of um, physical um, evidence of the damage, but there was a lot of emotional uh, damage. And, And what happened was that um, after he'd been shot, he'd been um, uh, shipped off. They sent him off to England, where they uh, put him back together again, um, and they offered him the opportunity to come home to Australia. And he said, oh, no, no, he, he, he felt like he needed to get back into the war. So they patched him up, and um, he goes back up into the front uh, line again. And uh, it was during this time that, when he was back there, that he actually uh, won the military cross for his um, bravery and for the things that he did on, on, the field, on the field. And while he was there on his second time around, as you say, patched up, uh, wounded but patched up, but then back into active service, while he was there uh, serving with the 53rd Battalion, he actually organised what's called a Bible Circle. Uh, so his faith was very evident there on the battlefield. I think it was very, very um, evident on on the battlefield. But I think what really um, sticks out is the fact that um, he was only a a relatively new Christian. Um, He only became a Christian um, just prior, a couple of months before he went off to war. And yet the the impact of the the preaching of um, the the minister, his minister, um, uh, Reverend Lamb, um, was so strong and and the, the, the grip on... Uh, John's life was so powerful by by God that it, it just drove John on and on to be a true soldier, a true witness for the Lord Jesus Christ in at every opportunity. And described by his chaplain as brave as the bravest, cool and manly in action, uh, beloved by soldiers and men. Let's talk about his arrival back on Australian shores, Graham. He went in and trained as a Baptist minister. Yeah, yeah. He came came when he came back. This is after the the uh, First World War. He came back and uh, went into civilian life and trained to be a Baptist minister. But he he suffered a nervous breakdown, and it's called post traumatic stress disorder. And and he thought this this was not obviously. He really struggled in his everyday life, but he was still a, a great man of prayer, and he still had this incredible passion to share Jesus with others. And uh, a part of his uh, process of recovering was he, he went west with the intention of becoming a, uh, a jackaroo working on a, on a farm somewhere. But instead, he became involved in an itinerant ministry to isolated communities, and he used to get around on a horse-drawn wagon all around the outback of New South Wales. Well, we'll continue our conversation talking about John Ridley in just a few moments. And in the introduction, I said John Ridley is one of those 
wonderful heroes of Christian faith in Australia. And having gone through the Battle of Fromel and then being shot through the face, then going back to war, and then when he came back to Australian shores, began to train for uh, the ministry in the Baptist Church. Well, we'll continue our conversation in just a short while to hear of the impact that John Ridley made uh, in our nation of Australia. Our special guest is Graham MacDonald, the founder of Did You Know? The Did You Know website, didyouknow.info, has lots of great stories of Australia's Christian heritage. We're back with more in just a short while. Taking a little time to remember one of those heroes of Christian faith who's part of our Australian Christian heritage. Our special guest this uh, our special guest is Graham McDonald, the founder of Did You Know? The Did You Know website has a whole host of fabulous stories about Australia's Christian heritage. Uh, Graham, as we talk about John Ridley, uh, he came back to Australia after the war. He was suffering post-traumatic stress disorder, decided he would give up on everything in uh, the busyness of life in the city and go off and be a jackaroo. But God had his hand on his life and he moved into a position where he was a preacher of the gospel and leading a church in Sydney. Yeah, he, he ultimately came back to Sydney. He spent um, about nine years um, sort of uh, with this itinerant ministry. Um, then he got he got married, and um, when, when his daughter was born, um, he came back to Sydney and he took over um, preaching in the, um, the Burton Street Baptist Church, where he continued to grow that church and had a really, really powerful ministry. And as a preacher of the gospel and dealing with all of the issues along with post-traumatic stress disorder, we assume that the minister who's the preacher at the church has it all together and that everything goes well with them, but he's an illustration and of what it's like in still in the lives of a lot of preachers today, Graham. Uh, they're dealing with their own issues on the side while they are actively serving the Lord. Yeah, no, John had um, many, many issues, and um, uh, his his daughter actually mentioned that sometimes it was just so difficult for him to to get out of bed to do the things that he he want he needed to do through the day, and and yet she would remember him at four o'clock in the morning up praying. Um, she would hear him praying the names of different people, and and ultimately he would get into the into the pulpit, and then he would be transformed and he would be speaking the words of God so powerfully and, and many, many, many lives were, were absolutely transformed. And of course went on to become one of Australia's most famous and beloved evangelists. Yeah, and, and he, he also um, was the um, instigator. He started a ministry called the... Um, uh, the, the, it ultimately became the Ambassadors for Christ, um, which he started here in Australia. And uh, he, he did that in conjunction with actually a, a, a Christian businessman who sort of financed that. But that, that ministry is still going today, and it's actually in 25 countries around the world. And uh, that, that was one of the ministries that he started. Another one was the Herald of Hope, which is still going today. Um, so even with all these difficulties, he, he was able to, under God, start and challenge and encourage people to start these incredible ministries that are still are going today. 
And I imagine that the thing that John Ridley is best known for, Graham, was one particular convert who came to one of his meetings and sat through the gospel preaching and committed his life to Christ. Uh, Tell us the story of Arthur Stace. Well, Arthur Stace is an incredible story. Arthur came from a uh, very dysfunctional family. Um, He was in and out of jail on petty um, crimes. Um, His two sisters, they ran brothels in the Glee-Piermont area. Um, And this was an environment that he was brought up in. And um, during that um, earlier just before he went to the uh, Burton Street Baptist Church, he went to a uh, St Barnabas in at Broadway here in Sydney, and they would have um, of an evening they would have uh, a free meal for those who were homeless and what have you. And anyhow, um, Arthur goes along to one of these nights, and there's about 300 of them there, and they're all smelly and dirty and what have you. And he's sitting next to a well-known criminal. And uh, he says to the criminal, he says, who are, these, who are these people giving us this food? And uh, the criminal says, oh, he says, they're probably, they're probably Christians. And uh, Arthur thought to himself, gee, you know, um, look at us and look at them. And uh, he said, what they've got, I'd like to have. And so the preacher got up after they were given their meal and preached about the need for Christ. And so Arthur went across the road to a, a park not far away went under a tree, got down on his knees, and committed his life to Christ. And at that time, his whole life was transformed. He was a changed person. He got a job and all of those things. And things started to go really, really a lot better for him. And then he went to the Burton Street Baptist Church where uh, John Ridley was preaching. And John was very much about um, the second coming of Christ and that people need to get ready because eternity was something that John had uh, learned a lot about and he realized that everybody must face eternity. And it's either going to be with Christ or without Christ. And so he he preached uh, on that particular night and um, he said something to the effect, he says, eternity, eternity, I wish that I could sound or shout that word to everyone on the streets of Sydney. And... um, Arthur was in, in, the, in the crowd, and he put his hand in his pocket, and he had some chalk. Now, remember, Arthur was illiterate. He, could, he couldn't even write, he could hardly write his own name. And so he goes out the front of the church, and he writes the word eternity in a beautiful copper plate writing. And he, it is estimated that over the next 37 years, he wrote that word in excess of 500,000 times. It is an amazing story, and for those who can remember, the turn of the century, the year 2000 celebrations, and the fireworks display that was conducted on that New Year's Eve as we were about to change to the 2000 millennium. Uh, Of course, you'll remember the word eternity in just the way that Arthur Stace used to write it, uh, up in lights on the Sydney Harbour Bridge. It was quite a sight, as you'd remember that, Graham. Oh, it, it was it was quite incredible. What also was incredible is that when, as soon as the word eternity came up, all the people, all the people around the shores stood up and clapped. You know, I, I can't help but sense that there's something... I mean, we know that God says, I put eternity in people's hearts. And I can't help but sense that people 
all around the the um, the foreshores of Sydney Harbour that evening stood up and clapped because there's something about the Word of God that resonates in people's hearts and minds, and they might want to ignore it or they want to might want to argue against it. But you know, it was an incredible moment that basically uh, it could be at least a billion people could have seen that eternity. And the people around the foreshores of the Sydney Harbour stood up and clapped. Never happened before, and I don't think it'll happen again. And as we reflect, Graham, on John Ridley, the preacher who had the post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, those wounds that he carried from the Battle of Fromel in World War I, uh, to becoming a preacher and to be able to utter those words in the hearing of someone who was not necessarily particularly articulate, but could go around and write that word eternity 500,000 times over 35 years. It just goes to show, doesn't it, that those little seeds that are sown oftentimes can grow up into really big and powerful messages. I think that's one of the, the wonderful things about God is that I know he actually says in the in the scriptures that he uses the... Um, people that appear to be unworthy and what have you. But you can see the, that there's, I believe everybody that's open to the Spirit of God um, is able to do incredible things if they allow God to work in their lives. And um, and I think John Ridley is an example of that. Um, Arthur Stace is an example. And I think there's many, many people who would be considered by the world as being not not as good as the rest of us, or not up there with us, and yet God has used them in some in- incredible ways. Well, it is an amazing story, the story of John Ridley, and, of course, as we interweave into that, the story also of Arthur Stace. But uh, people can read the latest article that you've got all about John Ridley when they visit the Did You Know website, the Did You Know website all about Australia's Christian heritage and those stories that you'll want to read and they're stories that are interesting, they're stories that are exciting and they're challenging too. Uh, Graham MacDonald, always good to get your insights. I'll point people to the website didyouknow.info. That's didyouknow, D-I-D-U-N-O dot info. Graham, thanks for joining us again today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Appreciate the opportunity. Every blessing. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.